listening to Carnivore Conversations, a podcast exploring the benefits of keto, carnivore, intermittent feasting, and other lifestyle hacks. Each week, we'll be interviewing a special guest from the keto carnivore community and so much more. This is your host, board-certified and practicing physician, Dr. Robert Kiltz. What I love to do is I just, I go right to uh, connecting on the Instagram live. And then for those Instagram people, they can follow us. It's it's a picture of the picture, but I think we can do it okay, can't we? Yep. Works good for me. Nice. Block Island, Black Island, right? Or Block Island? Block Island. I've never been to Block Island or not it yet is, anyway. It is beautiful for sure. You should definitely go. Is this where you live or is this your summertime or some uh, summertime uh, R&R? Um, summertime R&R, but my partner and I both work remote, so we travel full time. So we're headed to Europe for the fall for three months and uh, then we'll be in South Africa for the winter. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's see. Uh, Alex, uh, Alex Rhodes, right? Yeah, that's it. All right, right. Well, it's really a pleasure to have you on. And uh, I've been watching your stuff, very inspired. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to the to the red meat side. Oh, well, I think I've always been on the red meat side. But I uh, was diagnosed at 20 years old. I'm 27 now, almost 28, uh, with hypothyroidism. And I remember asking the doctor sort of like, is this a forever thing? You know, am I going to have to take Synthroid for the rest of my life? And she was like, yeah, you know, pretty much you're, you're, you're on it. <laughs> you're in it for the long haul. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Um, so with that, I, you know, for a few years, you know, my symptoms got better and, and, and so on and so forth. And I started uh, kind of bodybuilding because I think there was never a time where I felt like I could lose weight or, you know, the, I really struggled with, you know, shifts in my thyroid and, and stuff like that. And so when I finally got to a good place, I moved to Tulum and I started bodybuilding. Um, and that was a ton of fun until I had a seizure in 20, uh, 2021. So just last year, um, it was a one year anniversary this April. Uh, and so I had a grand mal seizure in the middle of Mexico and, um, I am, I am personally convinced because the doctors, of course, could find no cause. <laughs> um, so I am convinced that it was not necessarily my diet, but I was on, well, I guess I was on nature Throid at the time. And I was on like 180 milligrams, which was absorbently high. Hi. Hi. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm, my sodium bottomed out is what has caused the seizure. So I'm assuming that, you know, either my adrenals were fatigued or, you know, just something along those lines. And, you know, of course, not one person was like, Hey, have you thought about changing your diet or increasing your fat intake? You know, I mean, I was bodybuilding and only, you know, I was probably eating 60 grams of fat a day, you know, or, and for me, that's now that's like, low you know i'm feeling i'm like oh man i gotta i gotta get some fat in (laughs) but um and so that is what sort of led me on the journey to try to get off my medication 
And um, so I tried, you know, just cleaning up my diet more. But, you know, the thing was, I was already, I was fit. I was active. I was eating right. You know, I barely ate, you know, dessert. Like I didn't eat refined sugars or even flour for that matter. Um, And so, yeah, I ended up uh, crossing paths with a woman who uh, was animal based and you know, she just sort of introduced me to the lifestyle and I uh, really started to buy in, you know, like day three, I felt amazing. You know, I was just like, this is incredible. And by day seven, I was off my medicine completely. Wow. I, it would give me anxiety when I would take it. Um, so, so yeah, that's sort of like how I got from A to B. <laughs> What's your, what's your background? What's your, you know, what type of work have you been in and how'd you, you know, your, your, is this your full-time sort of uh, coaching, cheerleading and, and, and really helping healing? Just one second. Oh Hold yeah. On. Go, yeah. My dog That's, is running oh, away. Oh no. Thank you. We're, we're good. Go do it. Go, we're whole. whole. Oh, she came back. She came oh. back. <laughs> oh, good. There she oh, is. Oh. Hi, sweetie. What's your dog's name? Her name is Ella. Hi, Ella. All right, nice, nice. Okay. Nice. Anyways. Oh no. So, so what's what's your again? Did you go from one thing to this thing, or were you always sort of? It sounds like you were in the health and wellness and workout yeah. and things like that, or? Um. So I actually started. Uh, I guess my fitness journey in high school. Um, I weighed about two sixty five, two seventy, and um. You know, I remember I got made fun of my freshman year for being fat and that sort of changed my life. You know, I went on this like I went to see, you know, a nutritionist, you know, dietitians and and tried to get all of that sorted out. And um, that's really so I guess, yes, I I have my NASM. Uh, I've been in the personal training industry. I've been a CrossFit instructor. Uh, I've sort of been all of it, <laughs> but by trade. Uh, I am a software engineer. Awesome. 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 So, so are you still full-time in that business and sort of adventuring in the health and wellness world still? Is that? Um, yeah, I'm venturing more into health and wellness now. So I just recently, um, quit my full-time to, you know, live life a little, (laughs) but also to, uh, venture into, I think animal based really inspired me and carnivore, you know, I'm essentially carnivore with a little fruit, (laughs) but, um, so that has really changed my life. You know, it's, it's inspired me to get, you know, to do something with my passions, which are health and wellness for sure. You know, fitness, uh, you know, mindset, you know, mentality, uh, that stuff. So that's, that's what's going on. And, and what's your particular dietary habits? How, can you share that a little bit and um, what you're doing to that, that you find works? Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, what I find works for me is, you know, my dietary habits usually consist of um, fruit in minimal capacities. It just depends on sort of like what my uh, calorie expenditure is for that day. So if I have a leg day, I'll eat more fruit, right? So I eat fruit before and after my workouts. And um, of course, with protein. And um, yeah, and then I eat one big meal. 
at the end of the day with, you know, a huge ribeye because yum. And uh, that's, you know, my diet, it's simple, you know, it's, it's easy. Uh, when I travel, there's always something available, whether that's fruit or, um, you know, a hamburger patty somewhere, you know, it just makes life. It just, honestly, it is so simple. It's like, why didn't I do this before? You know, it right, just makes right. life easy. Yeah. And, and so you're off all your drugs, your seizures mm-hmm. are gone. Um, and, and you still see your doctors? No, I switched to a holistic practitioner. Uh, and she has been excellent. You know, I still, you know, there are still times where I even feel like she holistically still treats the symptom instead of the root cause, you know? Um, so we get into that a little bit, but you know, as far as I don't know that I've, I've needed it. It, it was interesting because she does some kind of, she like pokes your finger with it and it's like an energy reading type of yep, thing. Yep. And um, so I've never gotten a clean bill of health from her. She sends me home with so much crap, you know, so many supplements to take that it's unreal. And then uh, this last time that I went in to visit her, she was just like, I have no complaints. Everything looks amazing. You know, you're, you're not anemic anymore. Your thyroid looks good. You know, like, so it's, it's truly been, you know, a life uh, changing situation, but yeah, I've definitely not gone back to a traditional doctor. Uh, what's your thoughts on how we can sort of make the changes? You know, my, my, my belief is that, um, that uh, uh, seizures are all caused by plants. Plants yeah. cause the seizures. Inflammation from the plants and a lack of eating fatty meat, which is really critical. But what's your sense on how do we make the changes in the world to the modern uh, uh, medical system? Any thoughts on that? You know, that's a that's a tough pill to to swallow. I think, um, you know, I think it really starts with, you know, reanalyzing the curriculum and, you know, getting some real science behind what is going into, you know, traditionally trained MDs or DOs. Um, You know, I think it's really just a complete overhaul of, you know, what our typical beliefs are like, you know, saturated fat is terrible and red meat's going to give you a heart attack. And, you know, all of these things that people just have just believed all of this time, you know, and I think it it really starts there because you have doctors who are like, oh, yeah, you just need to eat grains. Right, right. You know, like what, like, what does that grain do for me? Well, 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 does your partner, uh, uh, is he in the carnivore space also? Uh, is, um, she, she, she is, okay. Sorry about the no, that's episode. fine. No, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, she. she, she is yes. In the carnivore space. She's not like active. Like I am as far as like a big proponent of like switching to the lifestyle, but she's carnivore with me and, uh, she's nice. an ex, a great support, a great support. And, and where do you where do you put sort of the exercise uh, part of your journey in your health and wellness? How do you use that in inspiring people? And, and how do you feel it, it plays a, a role in this? Um, I feel like, you know, the fitness aspect of what I do is. 
you know, I, I always feel like I want to inspire people to just move their body. You know, my preferred choice of moving my body just so happens to be weightlifting, you know? So, um, if you're, I also don't believe you should have, I mean, I guess I do in to an extent believe that you should have physical body goals, but I think that those are already met once you meet a mental goal, you know, or a spiritual goal, you know, a holistic, like wellness goal, um, you know, and then the body comes along when it's, when it's meant to come along. And, uh, so I always try to tell people and inspire people to like, you don't have to look like me. You don't have to lift weights. You know, you can do anything. You can bike, you can run, you can swim, you know, you can play racquetball, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Um, you know, so the fitness aspect is I just always want people to number one, nourish themselves. Uh, and number two, do something that they enjoy, you know, uh, whether that's, you know, you bike over to the ferry and take it to Block Island and then you, you know what I mean? You bike around, you stop, you eat, you, you know, whatever it is, you know, it, do what you enjoy, but, you know, get out in the sun, move your body. It's like just the, it's simple. Uh, any, uh, any particular mindful practices that you, you do or you recommend? And, and I think, you know, for me, I think it's really critical. Probably the number one is, is some some spiritual faith journey, but it doesn't have to yeah. be religion. Anything you like to talk about or in your journey? Oh, let's see. I mean, for me, I think they're so habitual now that I don't even realize that they're spiritual practices, but I think a huge part of any journey that you go on is really spending a lot of time with yourself in the present moment, you know, like really practicing whether that's just sitting down and staring at flowers for five minutes, you know, or not picking up your phone for an hour in the morning. So you can just, you know, like clear your mind and just be where you are, you know, be in the body that you have. Um, I think bringing awareness and, and, you know, love around your space is, it's remarkable. You know, you, you really don't have any idea until you just sit down with yourself, like what you're capable of, you know, what you can achieve um, because you're so busy running around doing other things that you're distracted from, you know, what is yourself, you know? So definitely connecting. And if you could talk to the 270 pound uh, uh, younger you, anything, yeah. any wisdom you'd partake on her now? Oh, uh, so many things um i would probably my biggest wisdom to my 270 pound self would be you know enjoy the journey you know in, enjoy every moment of it enjoy the failures you know we're human we are going to fail every single day you know like if if i were to kid myself like oh well i will never eat another pastry in my life you know, like that's don't right. set yourself up for that kind of failure. You know, that's not my personal practice. I, you know, it's not that I, that I just go eat pastries. It, it's not a part of my life. My lifestyle is carnivore and animal based, but you know, to say that I'm going to be in Europe in 10 years and 
you know, looking out on the sunset and having an amazing experience with my partner that I'm, you know, going to turn down a bite of a croissant. You know, I don't know. They can't tell you that answer. <laughs> you know? But, so, so um, I mean, I, you sound a little like me. The, these things aren't, they're not in and of themselves harmful. It's yeah. probably that we just overeat all of this stuff. Absolutely. As our biggest problem. And, Absolutely. and, and then we're told certain things are healthy and certain things are not healthy. And it's just, it's a confusion. I mean, yeah. and, and, and even as a doctor, we doctors are confused and can't quite figure it out at all. Uh -huh. Do you, do you have any inspiring, you mentioned uh, an animal based, someone that, that mentioned to you and brought you and changed your life. Any particular people you, you focus on in these days or books that you recommend uh, to those out there listening and learning? Yes. I mean, I, you know, your page is, is completely inspiring. A hundred percent. I recommend yours and, you know, carnivore MD is also just a great resource for like why things work the way they worked, you know, like, you know, what, what out, like what outlooks to change. Um, and I, you know, the carnivore code, I could not, you know, it's an amazing book and, um, yeah, I mean, there aren't just a lot of because I feel like I'm so I'm still so like baby new in the space that I'm still I'm I'm discovering new pages every single day. Um, so uh, there's a girl that I find really inspiring. Um, her handles not fat, not skinny, and she is incredible. You know, she lives like a primal lifestyle, and and I find her stuff really, really uh, inspiring. So. So, so the, you, you quit your day job uh -huh. and, and, and so what was the reaction from most of those in your, your, your space on what, what are you, what are you doing? Do, do you, are you sane? Oh, I mean, I don't know that anybody thinks that I'm sane, but, uh, I don't know that I've ever been called sane. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, honestly, uh, with my personality and just who I am, I don't know that anyone was that surprised because I'm pretty well, I, impulsive and, you know, whatever I feel like is right in that moment is exactly what I do. And I feel like that leaves me in a place where I have no regrets in life. You know, I can always go back and be a software engineer, you know, but I may yeah. never get the opportunity to dive into a you know, an animal based or carnivore diet like I am right now, you know, I may never, I may never get the opportunity again. So on your travels around the world, it sounds like you're, you and your partner are really excited about traveling and meeting new people and going to new places. Uh, what, what's your, what's your expectations or non-expectations of these journeys? You know, that's a great question. We literally always say to each other, no expectations. I have, I do not, I do not know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to go see. Whatever each day brings and wherever I adventure to is just exactly where I go. And I love living life that way because it's just so much sweeter than, uh, you know, I'm not a planner, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think that expectations and, you know, just, even around like traveling and what you're going to see and what you're going to do can sometimes make the travel not so sweet, you know, because you're expecting one thing and then you get another, cause you know, travel does not always, uh, 
does not always cooperate with you. And 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 does is it Ella the the your your dog is yeah goes goes everywhere too. She goes everywhere. Yep. And and is uh, Ella a, a carnivore or an animal based uh, mostly? She is mostly yes. I mean, if we have access to it, she pretty much eats what I eat. You know, if I'm at home with my parents or whatever, she'll nibble on some dog food because they have dogs. But right. uh, when she's with me, we she eats off my plate. If I'm eating ribeye, she's eating ribeye. So, so are you in your uh, in your uh, coaching world? Is it one on one? Is it group? Is it online? Is it in person? How are you? sort of inspiring. I mean, your stuff is inspiring online. I can tell you that. I love watching oh, your you. stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I definitely, it's, uh, it's online and one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty, uh, I'm a hard coach. You know, I tell you the truth. It's not so much that I'm a mean coach. It's I, you know, I don't sugarcoat things, <laughs> but, uh, but so I really, you know, I enjoy it and it's primarily online. You pour the fat on it. I do. I pour right. all the fat on it. Uh-huh. And and um in 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 what you're doing, who's your your primary I'm gonna ask age group, I guess that's first because you know it's uh what where's your age group in your 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 community that you're teaching? Yeah, um my age group primarily ranges from like let's say twenty to forty. And, and is it for most of us, I want to look better, I want to feel better, or I just want to get healthy? Yeah, I think it's just, it's, I want to get healthy. I want to feel better. You know, I, I definitely, um, I don't base my goals around looks and I don't encourage any client to do that either. Um, because sometimes, you know, those goals, it's just not enough, you know, but what is enough is, is your health, like is how you feel every day. Like, do you wake up depressed? You know what I mean? Do you wake up and want to go back to bed? Are you tired? Do you, are you hungry all day? You know, that none of that seems appealing nor fun. So it's yeah. like, you know, if you can wake up energized, why not? <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think is the, is the greatest sort of holdup for most of us, right? Why do we get so hung up on, on our worries and our fears and our, you know, it's, I mean, I mean, I, I think it's the hardest part is to just get over our brain and, yeah. and just get, get in the, get in the boat and get moving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think the hardest part is that we don't practice, you know, we don't practice doing things we're scared of doing, you know? So it seems like, this huge mountain to climb when in all reality, you could have just taken one step a day to get to the top. You know, we're, I think okay. we're, we're not practicing hard. Yes. We're not practicing we, hard. We're, we're, we're afraid of hard mm -hmm. and we sit with the couch yep. and, or we're locked up wherever we are. And and uh, just getting and exploring the world. When did you start traveling? Is that something you've been oh, doing all your life, or is that newer? That it's it's newer. I lived in Mexico for about three years, and so we traveled around Mexico. Um, but uh, and I mean, we visited you know 
other countries like South Africa last year and, and stuff like that. But this is my first European tour where I'm like, okay, we're staying one month, one place, one month, another, and then one month, a third place. So, but I have been traveling, I guess, for about three years, three and a half. Are you what? What did, are are you going to be documenting your journeys in a way that we can all sort of be traveling with you? And, Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. I'm working on a. Uh, I know I've been working with my assistant to, just like, <laughs> dial in, uh, you know, like get camera stuff right, and you know, I, I'm sure you'll see my content completely evolve over the next, you know, three months. And so it's going to be a journey. So bear with me, everyone. <laughs> it's going to be a journey. Um, but because uh, I'm used to filming like on a camera or and, you know, traveling, we're we're backpacking, you know, carry on. So we're minimizing our our set. It's it's all evolution. And, and I think maybe that's, a, you know, the challenge that I've found. It's also like, well, I'm doing it wrong and I don't know if I want to put this out there and it sounds like so wrong. And, and uh, isn't that where the real art comes from in doing yeah. it wrong? Yep. Yep. And fixing it, you know, we're yeah, constantly evolving and tweaking things and, and, you know, making them better. And that's, you know, a one, one thing I always say to people is 1% better, you know, just be better. One thing, you know, one thing a day that you wouldn't ordinarily do that you, are sort of scared to do whether that's you know let's say you're single go to a movie alone you know what i mean go sit at a restaurant alone you know kind of like venture out and do these things that you are not comfortable with like that you that makes you feel uncomfortable and then eventually you're going to get to a place where you're like why would i ever be uncomfortable going to sit at a restaurant by myself so you know? so so part of your one piece of advice is is do something you're afraid to do. A hundred percent. Do shit yeah. that scares you. Yeah. And, and 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 yet, coaches and cheerleaders are critical in this. Did you have a coach and cheerleader that helped you through this journey, or is it uh, what what was? I feel like I've had you know multiple facets of you know people who have helped me through my journey uh for sure but you know sometimes i i think that even coaches that i've had like let's say my bodybuilding coach you know something that i really learned from her is how i didn't want to coach <laughs> you know I've, I've learned beautiful things along the over the years uh from people of like it's more of like oh you know i wouldn't want to be treated like that as an athlete or as a client or uh, whatever you are, but, um, you know, what I would appreciate is honesty, you know, is being frank and blunt and telling the truth and, you know, also being kind and forgiving them if they, you know, step out, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's not a big deal. I, you know, we're, we're not perfect, like I said earlier. And yeah. So, I mean, I have had coaches and mentors through, the years that have you know inspired me and and got me to where I am, and 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 uh, 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 resistance work or or cardiac work. Do you have any particular preferences or uh, what's what's your recommendations and what do you do? I mean, I think resistance work always. I think cardiac 
cardio is important, you know, cardiac work is important, but I think, um, you know, weightlifting has so many incredible health benefits. Uh, you know, retaining that mass, especially as you get older is, is just important. You know, I, uh, I see a lot of, cause I'm more like, I do this because when I get old, I want to be young. You know, I want to be able to move. I want to be able to travel. And, you know, how I envision that happening is, you know, how do I walk upstairs and my legs don't burn? You know, it's it's because I weight train. <laughs> well, my, my brother Ray's birthday, he's 70. Let's see, I'm 66. He's like 74 or 5 today. He's a major swimmer, biker, runner, waiter. You know, it's just and, and moving in. And I know for me, for 10 years, I really didn't do very much, but I do my weights and writing. Resistance, I think, is critical. I agree yeah. with you because because just getting up out of bed or getting out of a chair and getting out of the car, I mean, these simple things like riding a bike, you've got to keep moving. Keep yeah, moving. absolutely. And, and so... Absolutely. How to keep us 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 uh, plus sixty people moving? Uh, how do, how are you? How can? Because I think young young is inspiring to old. And yeah. how do we get young to keep inspiring to old and joining in the 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 the, the mix? Uh, well, I don't know if you um, have ever seen her or heard of her, but her name's Train with Joan. She's like seventy two or three, um, and she essentially bodybuilds, but her daughter was my coach uh, for the longest time. And I just think that number one is, you know, I would, I would never turn down a training session with a, you know, a 75 year old, you never know what they're capable of, you know, you, you, that I don't think that age, you know, defines your capabilities. You know, I hear a lot of people, particularly in Oklahoma, where I'm from, they're like, oh, I'm too old to do that, or I can't do that. And, you know, honestly, those are just excuses, but it's it's just really interesting that the dynamic that we have, you know, like for me, I want to see more elderly people in the gym. Like I would love to, you know, have training sessions with older people, one, because you're wiser, but two, because I, you know, I love to see people living you know, even when they're still 70, you know, when they're 70, when they're 80, you know, I like to see people living life. We're inspired. And I think so coaching cheerleaders. I mean, I love watching Baker and, and, and uh, Chafee and so many others and yourself and, and watching people do their workouts because then mm-hmm. your brain can see the possibilities uh, and get inspired to, to, to do it more. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and so, you know, I think all of us need a coach, a cheerleader, uh, uh, either one-on-one or group stuff, because with that, you know, we're, we're, we all feel alone in some way, but then, you know, that's why I love this online, all of this stuff. I mean, look at you're on, on, on Block Island here. I am in upstate New York, Skinny Atlas, and we're communicating, connecting with people everywhere. And it's just like, we're all together in this amazing group and band together yeah. uh yeah. what i uh, you know i don't know for some reason this carnivore meat-based group just seems like the best one i've ever sort of belonged to and now maybe it's my bias in the moment 
Uh, what do you think? Oh, I agree. I agree. And I think that, you know, I think that the primal group or this animal-based carnivore group is is just really inspired. And, you know, to me, it's it's a community of people who are thriving. You know, there you, you have other communities that are full of, you know, people who, like, let's just say, are baseline not nourished. You know, there's, you know, so it's just really inspiring in the carnivore group because you have so many people who feel amazing. You know, they get on and they look amazing and they feel good and they're genuinely experiencing joy just because they feel good. <laughs> and and I was in pretty good, I mean, I was practicing a lot of mindfulness and exercise for years, you know, standard Mediterranean for years. And, but I had the arthritis, psoriasis, bowel bleeding, kidney stones, migraines, I had it all. I took all the drugs and all the stuff. And then... And then I like one day this, you know, it was, I was a YouTube channel. Some guy was ripped, meat only, everything gone. I'm like, I'll try it. And one month, one month. And and I've been doing it for almost 12 years now. And I am like, fuck, it's just like radical. And yes. now, now I do French fries from time to time. And I uh -huh. scream from time to time. But I yeah. don't do fruit very often. Tell us about, but I do, I think that for each, because some people are more allergic to some things than others. Some yes. people are allergic to peanuts and certain fruits. My daughter would die to a banana and an avocado. But do you have any particular fruit that you kind of stick to? Or if you're eating a carb, what what is your sort of go-to carbohydrate? My go-to carbohydrate is usually mango. Uh, I do, I, but I like all like tropical fruits. They're my favorites. Uh, so mangoes, bananas, pineapples, uh, papaya. Uh, but I also, you know, occasionally do like locally grown uh, like strawberries and blueberries. Um, but yeah, those are my carbohydrates of choice for the most part. Do, do you do vegetables at all? Uh, or you really stay away from those completely? Uh-huh. I really stay away completely. And I don't, you know, occasionally I'm like, you know what? A salad sounds nice. Um, but that's when has anyone ever been like, you know, a salad sounds good, but you know, I called, nature's, I called nature's toilet paper. Salad, uh -huh. salad is deadly. I agree with you fruit from time to time. Uh, and some people can tolerate their fruit a little bit better, but it doesn't sound like you eat large amounts. It sounds like you stick to the meat based is your is your meal and you'll yes. snack on uh, the fruit from time to time. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I still probably eat under 100 grams carbs and I'm six foot 188. And you feel fantastic. Yeah, I feel great. I feel amazing. I do feel I you know, I, I did go fully carnivore there for. Uh, just a little while and I felt amazing on it too but with my training it uh, it did sort of take a toll uh, as far as like strength wise um, oh. but I, I just felt like I didn't I just needed some like that just that little bit of energy so I really don't even after being carnivore completely I really only started to incorporate fruit before and after my workouts and then the rest of the day I am um, carnivore all the way 
do you, do you have eating windows? Do you talk about fasting at all in your in your uh, um, counseling and coaching? Um, I you know I don't. I think it's just highly dependent on the person and you know whatever works for you. I know that I personally like you know I haven't eaten yet this morning. It's you know noon, um, and I wake up and I do that pretty naturally. You know I. I eat with my hunger instead of um, trying to base it on like a specific cycle. And usually I encourage clients to do the same. Uh, you know, if you wake up and you're starving, well, it might be a good idea to go ahead and, and start your window. But, you know, if in that's the same thing. If you eat, if you're hungry at eight o'clock, you know, it's not going to hurt you to, to eat. We, some we, <laughs> you don't have to be so crazy about it. Would you, would you sort right. of, like it, this isn't like oh my god you didn't do that right yes this is yeah this is you know i i do have people on my page from time to time who um you know they're like you should try one meal a day and and i'm like i do naturally cycle through those phases you know it's it's not a commitment so much that i'm you know planning my entire day around my one meal it's just like you know i i may have one meal today you know or i may not and I don't think that the cycles of nature were the same. I don't think that even ancestrally, we were not out, you know, foraging for food and eating at the same time every single day. Or, you know, we sometimes our windows weren't 16 hours. You know, sometimes we did have fruit to snack on. You know, sometimes we did wake up early and we were hungry and we probably grabbed something. Sometimes we didn't. Um, so I definitely don't think there's like a right or wrong way for nutrient timing. I think we get hungry and, and we should eat. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it, this is a changed world. And when I went to medical school in the eighties, you had to, you had to get accepted to medical school. You had to pay a lot of money. You had to get the, go to the library to read the journals, to get the knowledge and all the books. But today it's everywhere. And you don't need a doctor, an MD, a DO, a PA. You don't need any of those things anymore because ultimately health and wellness is in the hands of the community, which yep. is really where it belongs. And we're, we're ancient times. That's where it was. But, you know, then, then it's like, well, you have to be a licensed dietitian. You have to be a licensed this or that, which yeah. really the world of, of, of YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and more in social media is really about social medicine. And mm -hmm. people like you and others are really, really inspiring because really it's about those, we're all attracted to someone and different, don't you, you know, sort of like, like you're with your mm -hmm. partner, I'm with my partner, we're all with our partners, but you know, it's, it's because we're all meant to be different. Right. Yeah. Autonomy is something that I, I definitely, um, I touch on specifically with clients who have partners. I'm like, you have to be autonomous. You know, you have to have your own thing. You know, yeah. you are an individual human, you know, and if, if this feels right, you know, make this your thing, you know, uh, but you know, whatever feels good. Uh, yes. Autonomy is, you know, autonomy in community is remarkable. And we are a community and without that, we wouldn't survive. And, you know, we need, we need, currently we need the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, what do you do again? Your, your computer programmer? Uh, so, yep. Mm -hmm. Software engineer. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, that's we, okay. I mean, we look at, we wouldn't be doing this without you. 
right? Right. 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 And that's the beauty. What's your thoughts on sleep and naps and getting plenty of rest? Yeah. Well, you know, I think that I definitely get eight or nine hours of sleep at night uh, because I, you know, you recover in your sleep and, and I, I like to be recovered, <laughs> but um, I, I highly encourage naps. You know, I also think that that's a natural, like rhythmic cycle uh, for me in a performance sense. You know, if I feel like I need to take a nap, it is highly likely that number one, I'm not, you know, uh, recovered from the workouts that I've been doing that week, or um, I need some kind of additional, um, you know, recovery, right? Um, so I, I think that, you know, you should definitely sleep with your natural cycle. But I think that some people can sleep six hours, and they're fine. They, they pop up out of bed, and they're like, you know, this is great. Um, I don't, I sort of miss the part in modern medicine where it says that we're all the same, you know, and that we all have say the same sleep requirements and we all have the same nutritional requirements and we all have the same, you know, it, you know, we're not robots. So I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm as rhythmic as I can be with, you know, my surroundings and my life. If I'm tired, I go to sleep. If I'm not, I don't, you know, and sometimes I sleep seven hours and sometimes I sleep nine. Um, so I think that that's a very natural, uh, very natural thing. I, I'm, I do not like to, uh, bodybuilding taught me to not be so rigid around, you know, certain habits. Like, of course, yes, you need your sleep for recovery, right? But I, I don't need to force myself to sleep nine hours if I'm recovered in seven. Uh, so. Uh, and what's your workout routine for the week? Do you just, do you have on and off days and for the, for the weightlifting? Yes. I, I most generally lift five days a week, but there are weeks where I only lift four days a week. Um, my, my program, uh, I take a deload week every fourth week. So I'll do two sets of heavy weights. Like they're my heaviest weeks, but they're the least sets, like the least amount of sets. Um, and so, yep, five days a week, most generally, sometimes four. Do you work uh, in a gym or do you work at, at your home? In a gym. A gym? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any particular gym you want to give it a shout out? Uh, I mean, I'm all over all got the it, time. Got it, got yeah. It. So there's, I mean, I've been to some awesome gyms. Uh, Mystic Fitness has been great here in Connecticut. And, and, and so on your travels, I imagine you just, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of backpacking. It sounds like, is that what the, so you'd be yep. carrying a heavy load, uh, and, and still stopping at the gym. Oh yeah, absolutely. The gym, we, we plan our trips around the gym. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. And, and, yeah. and how do you, how do you plan, how do you plan your, your meals around your travels too? Is it, is it, do you, do you have these planned out or you've got it figured out already enough that you could find it anywhere? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can find it anywhere. I do try to be as prepared as I can, as far as just like having a quick snack, you know, whether that's like some dried mango or, uh, you know, having some ground beef or something in a to-go, you know, container. But most generally I like my food hot. 
So most generally, I uh, can usually find a restaurant anywhere that has, you know, something that I can have. So, uh, you know, benefits of carnivore, it's, it's pretty easy. And your steak, your favorite sounds like ribeye. Oh, yes. Ribeye, New York strip. I like, I like it all. And how, like do you like them, how do you like them cooked? Oh, rare. Rare. Yeah. Uh, and 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 uh, do you do any uh, add-ons to the steak besides salt or butter? Um, or, or none of usually those? Ju- usually just salt and butter are my go-tos. I don't use pepper or, you know, sometimes if I'm, you know, feeling crazy, I'll use some seasonings. But I try to, I try to steer clear for the most part. And and in the weightlifting world, do you do do you recommend supplements or high protein as sort of like you got to make sure you add this or that? Yes, I think generally, you know, your protein intake should be you know one gram per pound of body weight. Uh, so if I you know I weigh one eighty eight, I should at least have one hundred eighty eight grams protein a day. Okay, and where and where do you focus on the fat? Is that it's, it's in the bodybuilding world. It's a little bit more focused on the protein to build the the muscle uh, versus the fat. To what, what's your your opinion on that? Well, in the bodybuilding world, um, you know what really uh, increases like hypertrophy is carbohydrates. So, you know, like your fruits. Uh, for me, that's that's why I eat fruit um, specifically is from you know, like muscular hypertrophy. But, um, you know, I think fat obviously is so important and I don't even, and I can't even express to women how hormonally important it is for you to eat enough fat. Um, you know, fat is literally what fuels everything that we do. Um, you know, in our, me sitting here, you know, I'm not using carbs to sit on this bench, but like, you know, I'm using fat to fuel my day. And so I think, you know, part of chronic fatigue is women aren't getting enough fat, you know, in their diets and they're having all these carbs and, you know, carbs aren't giving you energy while you're sitting and while you're walking, you know, carbs give you energy when you are weightlifting, when you are doing a in- more intense endurance activity or something along those lines. So I always tell people, I think it's like, I eat about 150 grams of fat a day, probably. So yeah, a pretty I, solid amount. It, so you you add the butter, you get the fattiest cuts. Uh, mm-hmm. do you, are you a butter eater throughout the day, or you stick to the add it to the steak and things like that? Yeah, well, if I homemade my butter, I could just eat it with a spoon. Yeah, yeah. But I usually just uh, I usually just stick to steaks, and I love raw dairy as well. So you know, I love like, raw cream. I could drink it out of a bottle. And you tolerate pretty well. You're not having any allergic reactions that some people may have to to cow's milk or other milk and things like that. Yes, but I always suggest goat's milk too if um, people have you know any adverse reaction to cow's milk. But you know sometimes the inevitable is you just where do you put where do you put fish and chicken? Are you are you sort of sometimes never um... almost never? I mean I so. I tell people all the time, I don't eat anything that's smaller than I am. You know, <laughs> okay. I, okay. I want to, I want to be not a cow, but like, I want to be strong. I want to be built, you know? So I usually generally, uh, steer clear of, of chicken, not, you know, 
I, I don't think it's as nutritionally dense as, you know, let's say its counterpart, which would be beef. Um, but I also don't, I'm, I'm not a huge fish fan to begin with. So I agree with um, you. I'm not a fish or chicken fan. I think there are, there are no ancient civilizations that hunted chicken uh, and right. certainly fishing. And I say fish and chicken stink quickly, but beef uh -huh. only gets better with age. Right. Absolutely. That, that that is that is really it. Uh, uh, do you do you buy local? Where do you go local farms for your your meat and things like that? And and yes. raw milk. Yes, I do everything as local as I possibly can. Um, so usually I go to farmers markets or you know Google searching. You know, I usually can find grass fed, grass finished beef somewhere. And, and in this keto carnival, I don't know, do, where do you use keto as a word in this, in yours? Or you strictly use animal based, which probably is, I mean, keto is made up anyway, but animal yeah. based is real. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I would say that I, I don't use the term keto just because I don't think that I, I don't support keto per se because i know that a lot of people will you know just go to walmart and buy like keto bread well that you know the ingredients list is i can't even read it you know they're it's absolutely ridiculous so i you know i primarily stay which you know i guess animal based would not be considered a ketogenic diet it could be but it's also uh, it's more considered low carb instead of like no carb um, but yeah, so I definitely, I'm not a, I'm not a keto fan. Well, well, so, so uh, thank you for the time you've given, given all of us of today. We really appreciate you, Alex. Uh, but where, where can people find you? Uh, at Alex animal based on Instagram. We're working on other platforms, but that's what we've got right now. And, and, uh, any last moment, uh, inspirations for all of us out there at every, in any age to sort of like, yeah, she's got it. Yeah. I mean, I think any age, you know, I'm a big proponent, just be yourself, you know, what, whatever that is, wherever that leads, just, just do that. <laughs> you, you, you use the word autonomy. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and and that sounds really important in, in community, right? We're you're uh, we're all autonomous in so many ways, but we're working together. And um, really appreciate you taking the time today. And and uh, Ella, right? The the poodle. Yes. What, is, what is Ella? Ella. Ella is a poodle. Ah, awesome, awesome, awesome. And and you you guys, you and your partner, enjoy the journey. So great. We'll follow you on uh, on at Alex uh, Alex. Animal-based Animal based, based, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. all the time. And, but again, just look at Alex. She's amazing. God bless. Thank you uh, so, so much for joining today. And sorry absolutely. for the technical difficulties on my uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. It just is what it is. You got to enjoy it, it. You got to enjoy it. That's perfectly fine. Imperfect in so many ways. So God bless and thank uh -huh. you so much. You too. Thank you so Thanks, much everybody. for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Carnivore Conversations hosted by me, Dr. Robert Kiltz. And don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Check out drkiltz.com for more and subscribe to our Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook for more inspiring content every day. Take care and see you next time.